Donald Trump returned from his trip to Scotland and Ireland, where he fled to avoid testifying in the E. Jean Carroll federal trial, where he is a defendant. Trump told reporters in Ireland before departing to cut his golf game short that he had to leave because he was going to confront E. Jean Carroll by testifying in federal court. But like the coward and liar that he is, he refused to testify. Instead, he's been spending his time posting weird videos of himself praising the alpha male movement and attacking special counsel Jack Smith. <laughs> More on that in a minute. Speaking of the E. Jean Carroll case, as of this recording and this live, closing arguments have been completed in the E. Jean Carroll federal trial. The case will go to the jury, and a verdict can be reached at any time starting on Tuesday. The Department of Justice filed its sentencing memo against multiple oath keepers convicted of seditious conspiracy and or other serious felonies, throwing the book at them as they deserve. And in many ways, that sentencing memo looked to be a roadmap for what seditious conspiracy charges could look like against Donald Trump. And Another weekend and another tragedy, another mass shooting, a radicalized white supremacist with an AR-15 style rifle killed eight people in Texas. MAGA Republicans immediately politicized the event by spreading NRA propaganda about why weapons of war are more important than human life and also lying about what the Second Amendment says. We'll talk about that. And MAGA Republicans who lie about everything are also posting photos of Honduran immigrants in Mexico from 2018 and saying that that 2018 photo depicts what is taking place right now on the border under President Joe Biden in response to Title 42 expiring. Again, they're just not capable of having a normal and serious discussion on any issue. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network and the Midas Touch Podcast, joined by Brett and Jordy. And fellas, that's going to be a theme of this episode because I've always been open to having serious discussions and to have my ideas challenged, not about the preservation of our democracy, but if Title 42 is expiring, can we have serious discussions about comprehensive immigration policy? When it comes to guns, can we have a serious conversation that balances that fact that the Second Amendment says well-regulated and militia with the fact that I think to some extent there are certain types of guns and under certain circumstances people can have, but there should be a common sense conversation about like regulation that protects human life and people. But MAGA Republicans time and time again prove they just can't have a serious discussion at all. 
Yeah, no, everything's a conspiracy. I mean, first off, what's up, Midas Mighty? Good to see everybody. And it's been great to see the brothers over the weekend. We've been cooking up some great content for you together, actually, on the East Coast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but we've been following the news as well, of course, and keeping you up to date with everything. And it's been a really tough weekend, honestly, to see all these stories, to see all these tragedies, these just utterly avoidable tragedies, frankly. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, as if the tragedies weren't bad enough themselves, it's exactly what you're touching on, Ben, which I think is the most disheartening uh, to me, that we can't agree on fundamental facts in this country. And there are facts. And that's why it's so important that we consistently push back against this entire both sides narrative. Not every idea is worthy of putting on a pedestal. I'm sorry, it is just not. And we should not seek to try to find what's this side and what's that side. The people just want to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. And we are here to try to bring you the truth to the best that we know it. And will we make mistakes along the way? Of course. But our North Star is always what is the truth out there? And if something contradicts our idea of what is the truth, guess what? We'll tell you that along the way. But we are dealing with people right now who, when you say the grass is green, they say, the grass is a pedophile. Like, like it's, it's that, it's, it's that ridiculous, the arguments that we are having. And it's almost like, how do you make any sort of progress when that is the case? And it, it's just so incredibly disheartening, but we're going to break it down. There's some pure insanity that we are going to share with you. A lot of good news though, on the legal front that we are seeing, very excited to share that news with you. Jordy, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I'm so stoked to have this show today. I'm so stoked to see the Midas Mighty in the chat. Ooh, man, I'm excited for today. So I, I already noticed that a few people have been commenting, Jordy, you're in the same room that Ben was in last week. Yes, I'm at my mom's house. And here's the thing. When I go visit <laughs> my mom's, I dig through all the different boxes, and you know I'm going to show you a prop from the past. So with that said, here's a fifth grade photograph of, of Brother Brett. <laughs> that I just dug up before the show that I am 100% taking home with me. It's a decent Brett. photo. You could you could have picked worse. You could have picked better. But as far as photos you're going to show on the show, I'll take it. I'll take it. Can I make an observation? And I'm not sure if it's an offensive one or or, or not. I think I know what you're going to say. Are we? How happy are we that Brett grew into these ears? <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. How oh, 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 dare you? Jordy took the offensive stance. How dare you? I was gonna I was gonna actually compliment Brett. I was going to say you actually look younger now than I think you did back then when you were in fifth grade. I mean Brett is ageless. <laughs> but Jordy, I was not making fun of Brett's ears. I was I going yeah, what the, what, I was what, what the I, hell, man. I, I was complimenting you that you grew into the ears. That's a compliment. So uh, that's a pretty backhanded compliment. How how dare you? Shame <laughs> on you. That now that, that just inspired me. I'm going to find the worst <laughs> photo I possibly can. And it's hard, folks. I mean, look at Jordy. It's hard to find a bad one of this. Kind, I don't know. There I will find see, see, when I do it, I, I I actually compliment you when I when I offend you. See, that's that's how it's supposed to work. But let's move on. How dare let's, you? Let, let's, so, so so moving on. So look, whether we like it or not, 
Donald Trump is the leader of the modern day Republican Party. He speaks for that party, right? The modern day Republican Party, they're not conservatives anymore. They are MAGA Republicans, which basically means they have to kiss the ring of Donald Trump and they have to buy into all of his radical extremist conspiracies or else they're considered rhinos or uni party or marxists or whatever the kind of fascist authoritarian name du jour is that you call out your enemies and try to label the other as cockroaches and dehumanize them and so when donald trump says something you know especially you know over this course of this you know of, of this past horrifically tragic weekend, um, but also while Donald Trump is a defendant in a federal trial where he is being accused very credibly of engaging in the most despicable conduct where there's been multiple other witnesses um, or, or other victims, rather, who have shared similar stories to E. Jean Carroll, all testifying. And so when Donald Trump posts a video of himself, um, on his own volition, instead of testifying like he said he was going to show up to all the press, praising the alpha male movement, it's not that I'm trying to give this Nick Adams, who is the leader, I guess, of this alpha male movement, a, a, attention. <laughs> it, it, it is simply to reflect that. Can you imagine if President Biden made a video of him so for all the lies that MAGA Republicans like to spread about his health and the age of stuff. Could you imagine if President Biden posted one QAnon meme? Donald Trump has posted 500 since April of 2022. 500, essentially more than one QAnon meme a day. Imagine if President Biden did it once. Imagine if President Biden, instead of making the videos where he's talking about, let's improve working conditions and we need to improve wages and let's bring infrastructure back. Those are the videos that Biden's putting out. We need to make sure that all Americans have the best health care, affordable, accessible health care. We need to make sure that there's equality and that women can control their bodies. Imagine if Biden said, and we need to praise the alpha male movement by Nick Adams. But that's what Donald Trump does. And there was once a time where we had standards in our politics mm -hmm. and a vice president who spelled potato wrong could have their whole reputation ruined, right? But now the media, the large legacy media networks, they just, whatever, let's just treat this as, you know, just another side to the equation. But here's the thing. If the leader of the cult is spending the weekend praising the alpha male movement. Mm -hmm. There is no legitimate political discourse that you can have when you just have to recognize these people are maniacs. You unfortunately can't debate. So, Brett, to your point, well, what is the solution here? The solution is you have to make sure as stewards of a uh, of the media, of the fourth estate, what we're doing here, you're spreading the information and you're sounding the alarm and saying, here's what is going on. So, Brett, if you can play this video of Donald Trump first, if we've got it. 
where he this is what he spends his time not testifying like he said he was going to. He missed the deadline where he would have to inform the judge because the judge very intelligently said, I, I heard him in Ireland saying he was going to testify. I know Joe Takapina, you claim he's not testifying, but I, I want to make sure that if he wants to testify, he's got every opportunity. Let me know by Sunday. Instead, Donald Trump made this video. Play the clip. He's an American now, and we're very lucky to have him. He's up to three million on social media, incredible, but he still has a long way to go to catch me. Nick Adams is also leading a great movement among young men, alpha males, teaching them about church, hard work, sports, ambition, discipline, confidence, and love of country. Thanks to all of you for making Nick and Flag's work possible. Without your generosity, none of this important work could get done. We must make sure every child in the United States loves this country and understands our Constitution. God bless you and God bless America. So Donald Trump made that video. He wrote that script. And just so everybody who hasn't seen the hot take that I've done on Nick Adams, Donald Trump, who again leads the modern day Republican Party, has spent his time, his weekend, putting out this message praising Nick Adams. Here are just some posts than Nick Adams has made. There's Can nothing more satisfying than scarfing down a rare 56-ounce bone-in tomahawk ribeye after a 36-hole marathon foursome with the boys. <laughs> when a woman is cooking dinner for me, this is how we split the responsibilities. She cooks, I eat, she cleans, I head to Hooters, that's it. Alpha males celebrate, that. that's part of the alpha male movement Come that on. Donald Trump just praised. Alpha males celebrate Valentine's Day by having a foursome at the country club and going out to Hooters with the boys. Alpha I need to know. Uh, one sec. I, I need to know the definition of a foursome that here. I, I'm uh, okay. Uh, whatever. Move on. I'm just, I, I just don't know what his definition of, of a foursome. <laughs> What's a foursome alpha, with the boys? Alpha male challenge. Go to your local grocery store and purchase the largest bag of M&Ms you can find. Destroy the bag of M&Ms you purchased and do not let one pass your lips. Take a photo of your crushed woke M&Ms and post it on social. Make sure you tag Mars because this is all the MAGA Republicans got really mad about the, the way the green M&M looked and the purple Fascist Furbies. The metric system is socialist and must be wholly rejected in the USA. China, North Korea, and Canada, some of the most despotic and oppressive nations on earth, use the metric system to the Democrat cockroaches hell-bent on forcing meters and leaders upon us, I say hell no. And that's what this alpha movement is. Now, look, I, I originally thought it was a troll many years ago, but I, I, this is what he really leans into. It's obviously, though, some grift, but it, it, even if you assume it is a troll, it almost, yeah. make, it, it almost makes it worse that as Hillary Clinton said, this is someone who can get baited by a tweet. Mm. This is somebody who is praising, if you view it as just totally fake, a made up ridiculous alpha male movement that is such a sickening, bizarre, weird thing that it would be like it would be like Obama saying, and everybody, I just want you to know, Ali G, the movement of Ali G is something, the movement of Borat. <laughs> Bor it's like Borat, like Borat is an incredible American and I want us all to follow the but, Borat. But like not, but like not in movement. a sketch on the Tonight Show or something, like in a very serious video 
to his supporters. And Nick Adams is actually, I think he's an Australian who immigrated to the United States. Um, and he might be a U.S. Re a resident. I'm not sure if he's a citizen, but his whole grift is just these nauseating uh, alpha male posts and praise of Trump. And yeah, I've, you know, it's, I've always said it's, it's my favorite parody account on the internet. It's, it's like, it has to be fake. It's just so absurd. But the fact that a former president of the United States is treating this man as if he is legitimate. And by the way, has actually invited Nick Adams to Mar-a-Lago before to like meet up and hang out. Like this is all kind of coordinated in this weird and bizarre way. It makes it all so much weirder. And they just live on a completely different planet. This is just completely weird. One of the things he always does, and this is why I kind of know it is a troll. So um, or, or, or else he's just the dumbest person on, on the face of the earth, which is, is entirely possible, but it happens. So it happens on so many occasions that you could tell it's engagement bait on social media. He will post something like the M&Ms thing. And he goes, I'm boycotting Mars. I'm throwing away all my M&Ms and I'm buying Twix. And then you look at <laughs> Twix and Twix is owned by Mars as well. And you're like, okay. And then everyone comments, you know, oh, that's okay. Same company. And he gets all the engagement from it. And then he'll do the same thing with like Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. I'm boycotting Pizza Hut. I'm only buying Taco Bell. And they're both owned by like young brands. They're, they're, they're both owned by the same people. It happens so frequently that it just plays into this weird grift. And the fact that once again, like I said, a former president mm -hmm, of the yeah. United States is enabling it and is propping this up while he is on trial for one of the most heinous and mm -hmm. serious crimes that there is, pretending like he has no time to go, despite rushing home in that ridiculous video when he was in Ireland, saying, yeah, I need to rush video? home to confront her. Yeah, let, let, let's show you Donald Trump. It's a good contrast, right? Because you see Donald Trump's pathetic, whatever the hell just that is. lies was. about everything. It just lies. And then you see here the false bravado that he shows to the media so that the media can pick up and run the headline, Donald Trump is confronting his accuser. Here's the clip in case you didn't see it from Trump in Ireland. To that, I have to leave Ireland and I have to leave Scotland where I have great properties. I have to leave early. I don't have to, but I choose to. Will you attend the trial, Mr. President? I'll probably attend. And I think it's a attend. disgrace. It's a disgrace that it's allowed to happen. It's called false accusations against a rich guy or in my case against a famous, rich and political person that's leading the polls by 40 points. And I have to go back for a woman that made a false accusation about me. And I have a judge who's extremely hostile. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to confront this one. This woman is a disgrace and it shouldn't be allowed to happen in our country. So you, you, you go the judge was the least hostile. The judge said, you're more than welcome to testify. I want to give you every possible opportunity to testify. The judge went above and beyond. But again, Donald Trump's whole plan there was to basically, he knew when he was saying that, that the trial was over. So he never thought that the judge was going to give him the opportunity. So what point. he wanted to do is play the victim and then blame the judge. Mm -hmm. And he was going to say, I had a fly all the way back from Ireland. I was playing golf and I was ready to confront her. And then the judge said, no, you can't testify. Evidence is done. And, and, and pity me. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. The judge 
Judge Lewis Kaplan very smartly knew that's what Donald Trump was going to do. And that's why as soon as the judge heard that, the judge said, "Okay, I'll give him till Sunday at five. He could come back. Take your time and let me know if he wants to testify and file a motion if he wants to testify before 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. And Donald Trump's lawyers didn't even file anything. They just let the deadline lapse. So what ended up happening in court today is closing arguments and closing arguments is exactly what it's what it sounds like. Right. (laughs) Opening statements are here's what the evidence is going to show. Mm -hmm. Closing arguments is this is what the evidence demonstrated. And you could actually argue on, on opening statements. You're not allowed to argue. Say this is what the evidence is going to show. And uh, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, I thought just did uh, an incredible job. She did the first uh, portion of the closing argument. The way it works is plaintiff's lawyers go first. Then the defendant's lawyer goes second. And then the plaintiff's lawyer can give a rebuttal. And Michael Ferreira, E. Jean Carroll's other lawyer, gave the rebuttal. And one of the messages that Roberta Kaplan, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, said is that, look, one, Donald Trump didn't even have the dignity to show up. He he was too scared to even be here. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump lies about everything. And they even pointed out, remember that photo that Donald Trump uh, saw that it was actually E. Jean Carroll, but he thought it was Marla Maples. And then after he was told by Alina Habba, his lawyer, no, no, that's E. Jean Carroll. <laughs> Donald Trump said, oh, oh, it's too blurry for me to see. And Roberta Kaplan pointed out, he lied there. This is someone who lies about everything. So you, you would have to believe that all of the witnesses that showed up on E. Jean Carroll's side, from E. Jean Carroll to the two contemporaneous witness friends who she told at or around 1996 when the incident happened. Um, the other women who Donald Trump did similar conduct to as well. Everybody, that they're all in a collusive plot and they're all lying together. And the only person here who's ever told the truth is the person who literally lies about every single thing. Here, he doesn't even show up and he's the one you have to believe is now telling the truth. That was the argument. That was made, and I think it was a very, very powerful one. And also pointing out that this is Donald Trump's M.O. Listen to what he said on the Access Hollywood tape, that this is how he grabs women by their genitals. This is what he did. All the other women he did it to in semi-public spaces, following the exact same plan that he engages in over and over again. And then he does what he does here. He lies and then attacks them. I thought it was such a powerful closing argument. Yeah, I, I love the line that Roberta Kaplan used in court. That's once again, E. Jean Carroll's attorney, when she said, in a very real sense, Trump is a witness against himself. Trump knows mm. what he did. And when you watch the tapes, I mean, that's how they use that video deposition. That video deposition ended up at the end of the day being Trump's testimony without him there to actually defend himself because he was too much of a coward to actually be there. So that video ended up being his own worst enemy 
at the actual trial. And just to kind of clarify the way these trials work, once again, this is a civil trial, so the reward would be monetary. Nobody is going to jail or prison for this because of the nature of this case. It does have to be a unanimous verdict by the jury, but unlike the criminal trial, it does not have to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Basically, it just has to be more likely than not this is what happened. Basically, if you think over, there's an over 51% chance that this sounds likely, then you must vote that way. And so the, and those are kind of the 50 point oh 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 one. If it just that the scales of justice just tilt just ever so slightly to one party who presented more evidence. That's the party that prevails. And for everybody at home, it has to be a unanimous jury, though. It has to be nine to zero. They use the preponderance of evidence standard, but it's a nine to zero. Jordy. Ben, I got three questions specifically for you. Sorry, Brett. I know. So just pay attention, please. A, <laughs> you, did, for this? you did a great job breaking down the closing arguments. Is it rare that you get a rebuttal at the end or is that commonplace or is it just is it case by case? It is commonplace. And here, just to know what the rebuttal was by Michael Ferreira, because Joe Takapina is like, in this country, we need to respect our legal system. And I know you may have strong feelings, but the truth matters. Respect our legal system. And mm -hmm. Michael Ferreira, E. Jean Carroll's other lawyer who gave the rebuttal, rebuttals are essentially in, in everyone. You could waive your rebuttal, but why would you waive right. your rebuttal if you're, if you're a plaintiff? Got it. In your rebuttal, you're supposed to kind of be on your feet and actually rebut and respond to what was said. And so E. Jean Carroll's lawyer said, really? Really, Joe Takapina just stood up here and talked to you about respect for our legal system when his own client did not have enough respect to come into court. Donald Trump did not have enough respect to look you in the eye and deny the accusations being made. And you should, you should conclude that had they brought him here, he would have hurt their case. So verbatim what he said in his rebuttal. Ben, question number two, what happens next? Cases with the jury. So what we'll probably see uh, is the jury will start deliberating on Tuesday. We'll probably see some questions being asked. Not The jury's able to ask the judge questions about, can they see additional evidence? They may have a question about what the law is, and sometimes you can glean how they're leaning based on the questions, although you don't want to re read too much into it. Um, but then they'll spend however much time they need uh, to reach a verdict. And ultimately, if they don't reach a verdict and it's hung, because remember, it's got to be nine to zero, you'll start seeing after multiple, multiple days, finally, they just may be hung and there isn't a, an outcome. Um, but... Uh, you know, we will see. I don't think the jury will be out for more than two days. Mm. I, I, I just I, there's not that much evidence in this case for them to sift through. It was about six days of testimony when, when it was all said and done. So, um, you know, that was kind of my question number three, which is also then tacky Takapina. How soon after the trial does Trump start throwing him under the bus? Well, we have to see what the outcome is. And it's obvious that E. Jean Carroll's lawyers certainly presented. Crushed them. Crushed. Crushed them. 
the 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 issue is is you know it is an anonymous jury as well which is rare mm. and specifically because of trump's threats we don't really know who's there I, i'm worried about one juror in particular who stated that he listens to right-wing podcasts mm. red, flag, red flag red flag which Yikes. is a which is a red Yikes. flag but said that he could be honest um but you know because again it takes just one to make it a hung jury um but you know we we will see but Ultimately, if you were to actually weigh the evidence and do the preponderance standard, Eugene Carroll should definitely win. Um, yeah. The one thing that I just I haven't seen their body language and that one juror, if that juror is not an alternate, causes me just mm. uh, a, a little bit of concern. I yeah, I agree with you there, and you know, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's in the hands of the jury. If you look at just from a actual lawyering basis, the facts, everything that came out, it should be a slam dunk case here for E. Jean Carroll. All said and done, should be a slam dunk case. But once again, it's all in the hands of the jury. One person could go the other way. And as we said in this episode, one of the issues right now is that we all have different opinions of the truth. And there is a truth that exists, but there are some people who just frankly don't believe in the truth. And we don't know if that person was being honest, you know, or all the jurors are necessarily being honest, then we will see. But I think any honest juror going on that jury should be able to weigh this evidence and see yep. the facts laid out so clearly before them. I mean, ultimately, you know, reading through Takapina's closing in, in the transcripts, his his whole argument seemed to be, yeah, everything's a lie. They all colluded. It's all one big lie. They all lied about the expert testimony. They had an expert say that, yes, this is very likely, you know, what what occurred on that day. And he said, oh, it's garbage in, garbage out, which was Takapuno's words. Uh, she got bad information, so she's making a bad determination based on that information. And so I just thought that was like a, honestly, just a terrible argument. But you had, um, you know, you had Roberta Kaplan, though, in her closing, I noticed, frequently praising Joe Takapina and basically saying, listen, you know, I don't know if this is just like a sportsmanship kind of thing amongst lawyers in the courtroom, but saying, listen, you know, Trump's attorney, Mr. Takapina, he did a really good job. He did really good lawyering. And he, the way he emphasized his words, the way he presented his case, you know, he, he put up a strong, uh, you know, a strong front. But if you listen to the actual words that he says, and you listen to the actual facts and the videos and all the evidence before you, you're seeing that's all it is like Donald Trump. It's all bravado. It's all an act. I found that kind of part of it interesting as well to see that sort of banter uh, between the attorneys. Evidence matters. And that is why MAGA Republicans so attack the court system. Do we have some of these posts that Donald Trump just made where he attacked special counsel Jack Smith and called him the special persecutor instead of the special prosecutor? Um, let's read them. I, I don't have the images, but let's yeah, read them. Uh, it is fine. He called him the special persecutor and then said went after Jack Smith and Jack Smith's family again um, because they hate evidence. They hate facts. They want to exist in a world where you can just spread innuendo and defame people and just cite random whistleblowers that don't really exist and then just hope when the news cycle moves on to their next fake contrived controversy you know if the new york post or fox or oan or newsmax publishes the false story it will still be ingrained in the minds of americans that 
something happened that didn't happen at all because the false headline or the false first few sentences of the story. And then that's all people read. And so again, Brett, you asked at the outset, so what do you do? What you have to do is you have to reinvent the way media covers things. And mm-hmm. that's one of our lifelong goals right now here at the Midas Touch Network. I want to report briefly on just a few other court updates. The uh, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice, just so you're not confused, the Supreme Court in New York is their lower trial court. They just try to confuse everybody and make it more public. <laughs> the Court of Appeals is their highest court, but they call their trial court the Supreme Court uh, judge. So Judge Juan Mershon, the judge presiding over the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal case uh, against Donald Trump on the 34 counts of falsification of business records, entered a protective order uh, in that case. And it's not he's not calling it a gag order because Donald Trump can still criticize the case. He just can't publish or talk about any of the information that has confidential designations that are produced. Um, also, the names of uh, some of the lawyers and agents will be redacted as well so that Donald Trump can't use their names and post or publish that material uh, to try to engage in the stochastic terrorism that he did. So that protective order was entered. And that's at the same time Donald Trump filed this really frivolous motion to try to get the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case removed to federal court. Um, Already the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has uh, requested a hearing before the federal judge. Donald Trump was hoping he would draw that same judge who ruled in favor of Jim Jordan uh, in the other Alvin Bragg lawsuit, um, where Jim Jordan tried to interfere or has been interfering with the ongoing criminal case. And before that investigation, Trump was looking for his own Eileen Cannon, was hoping that this judge, that he would get that judge, and he didn't get her. He got a, a he got two other judges that are not going to look very kindly at this case. And as you see, the 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 judge in Manhattan is like, okay, great, great that you filed that, but I'm moving along right here. And then I want to talk <laughs> one more thing. The judge is just totally like, okay, this is nonsense. Let's let's move on. I, I found this filing over the past uh, few days. Uh, that the Justice Department made in the Oath Keepers sentencing. Uh, It was an omnibus sentencing memo for multiple Oath Keepers who have been convicted of either seditious conspiracy or obstruction of official proceeding or or both, but the most serious felony charges. And the Department of Justice is asking for 25 years for Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers, 17 plus years for a lot of the other individuals, but like serious sentences. And as you read the filing, you could basically replace the Oath Keepers for Donald Trump. And you can like it equally applies. A seditious conspiracy is what it sounds like. Like it is a conspiracy. It could be an implied agreement to try to overthrow the government and all of these oath keepers and essentially all of the Proud Boys. And remember, the Proud Boys, four of them were just convicted of seditious conspiracy. All five were convicted of serious felonies. What has been their defense? Their defense has been Donald Trump told us to do it. it. So now Jack Smith has dozens 
dozens of co-conspirators who have all said in court filings that Donald Trump told them to do it. So for those who wanted Donald Trump to be charged before the other individuals, to me, this is just another example about why if you want to build a case that is like appeal proof, if you spend all of this time going through with the jury and it was this Oath Keeper and this Oath Keeper and this Oath Keeper and this Proud Boy and that Proud Boy and this person, and they all said Trump told him to do it. Not only that, but here's all the other evidence and all the other witnesses who have told you what Donald Trump did. I think that Jack Smith is gearing up to file a seditious conspiracy charge against Donald Trump as well as obstruction of official proceedings. I think it all points to that. And just Take a look at this from the Department of Justice's sentencing memo as it relates to the Oath Keepers. These defendants were prepared to fight, not for their country, but against it. In their own words, they were willing to die in a guerrilla war to achieve their goal of halting the transfer of power uh, after the 2020 presidential election. On January 6, 2021, hundreds of rioters unlawfully entered the U.S. Capitol grounds in an effort to disrupt a joint session of Congress that was meeting to ensure the peaceful transfer of power after the election. Many rioters attacked and injured law enforcement officers, sometimes with dangerous weapons. They terrified congressional staff and others on scene that day, many of whom fled for their safety, and they ransacked the historic building, vandalizing, damaging, and stealing artwork, furniture, and other property. Members of the House of Representatives and Senate, including the President of the Senate, Vice President Mike Pence, were forced to evacuate their chambers. And look, folks, th th this is just the, like, the, the, these are the facts. And as we, again, as I said, the theme of this episode, we should be able to objectively look at stuff like this. And, and again, it, it quoted, it quoted statements from some of these Oath Keepers, like Megs, who wrote, we aren't quitting, we are reloading. And then Rhodes wrote, Patriots entering their own capital to send a message to the traitors. Nothing compared to what's com coming. And Meg's wife said, Mike Pence being the F word. And everyone went to the capital to stop the vote. Storm the capital by force. Um, you know, you, you read these statements. Like, we should all be like, this is, this is objectively bad. Like, let's have a yeah. serious conversation. And what do the MAGA Republicans do? They're like, you know what we should really do? Let's create a mixtape with these terrorists and let's start singing songs with them. Like, let's create a choir, you know, how about we create a, a musical band and we should sing songs with it's them. It's so disgusting. No, like, like not and just, then, and then see, and then CNN is like, you know, and let's invite these people on TV. Let's invite the ringleader of all this. Let's have a special. Let's not even have a special where it's us asking hard questions at him. Let's have a special of his supporters. Let's have, a, let's have a special of other people like this in a town hall where people like this are going to ask him questions about why the election was stolen and how he's going to get back into power. Let's do that. Let's treat this. This as if it's just another side, just another side of the story, right? All, everyone deserves a voice, right? So what we need to do is we need to have a pro-democracy person who says that insurrections are bad. And on the other box, what we should have is somebody who says, actually, these people are patriots. These people are heroes because you know what? Somewhere in the middle is the truth. That's <laughs> not how it works. That's not how it works. These people are not 
patriots. These people are terrorists. These people are terrorists. And the embrace of these people by the Republican Party, by people like Donald Trump, by people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, has real-world consequences. They are yep. emboldening these people. They are make, they are calling these people to action. We are witnessing stochastic terrorism that is being stoked, quite frankly, by one of our major political parties, the Republican Party, and their propaganda media and their army of online influencers. They are stoking this terrorism. They are unleashing chaos in these terror cells across the country, and the end result is what we saw in Texas this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. The more they praise these people, the more they put these people on a pedestal, the more this is going to happen and is so damaging. And then they create again, because they're not held accountable, they then create a conspiracy theory that, oh, this doesn't add up right here. How could this possibly be that they watch the Tim Pool podcast and they they watch libs of TikTok and now they're engaged in this conduct? Yeah, because that is what you are radicalizing them to do. It's mm -hmm. a fairly easy nexus. Let's talk about that, but let's have this quick break. When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like getting complaints because someone on the team always smells horrible. <clears throat> ben, you better talk to Bambi. Somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to, talk to Bambi. An employee reports a serious issue like harassment and you're not sure if you have a documented policy, talk to Bambi. See, with Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $90 a month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat. So onboarding and terminations, those run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with the changing HR regulations. And with Bambi HR's autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi's dedicated HR managers, they're a U.S.-based person dedicated to your business giving you access to the HR expertise and personal touch that you need, which allows you to be freed up and focus more on what you love. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at just $90 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Midas Touch under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot -E com. Bambi.com, type in Midas Touch. Thank you. You should know what that sound means already. That's the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. See, Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling shirts or coffee or cosmetics, honestly, just about anything, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, we use Shopify in the Midas Touch merch store, and it's completely game-changed our business. Like, it allows us to easily manage our shop, view analytics, provide the best customer service, and streamline our entire online shopping experience from A to Z. We wouldn't be able to bring you all the great products that you know and love without Shopify, and honestly, we can't speak more highly enough about them. Now, it's your turn to get serious 
series about selling and try Shopify today. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Midas, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Midas to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Midas. Yeah, just check out shopify.com slash Midas. Um, just, just sign up. Um, just do it. It's, it's easy just to do. do. Just, just do it. Check out just Bambi. Do. Check out Shopify. Did, did you it. do? Did you like just randomly mock me there and just? No. Jordy thought if he, Jordy thought if he snuck it in and in, in the first ad and not the second that dude somehow I, forget I, about it. I don't even know what I don't know what you're talking about. Jordy's <laughs> just coming for blood tonight. I mean, this is a little ridiculous. First, first the shot at me, then the shot at you. Absolutely ruthless. But yeah, once again, if you want to check out these sponsors, they're always in the description in the podcast easy way to see them and all of our podcasts on the Midas Touch Network. And you don't want to miss out on all the podcasts on the Midas Touch Network. We got some great new shows. Go on and check them out. Benjamin. Brett, you know, I, I posted on my social media over uh, this weekend and I just said, look, there's um, nothing in the United States Constitution that provides for just complete unregulated arms. And a lot of people responded, though, who were kind of the that. MAGA Republicans. You, you saw there, and, and it's all the same. And they they like rewrite the Second Amendment to like what's not actually the Second Amendment. And and what I'm saying is a hundred percent accurate. There is no provision in the United States Constitution that says everybody has the right to have any guns that they want at all times. Like that's simply not what's in the Constitution. But if you post something like that, they just go, shall not be infringed. And I go, yeah, now now post the other stuff. And, <laughs> and, and but, but you know, with these MAGA Republicans, the same way they kind of twist and torture some of the most basic things like, oh, you like 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 the election, right? Oh, it's rigged. Da, da, da. They, they try to come up with however they could parse it to try to falsely intellectualize something that's actually very basic, a, a, you know, as part of their conspiracy. And they go, well, actually, if you look at it, uh, the the comma suggest No, I mean, it's a very basic amendment. Like it, 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 it's very short and it's the one that says regulation in it. Okay, mm -hmm. it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And there are other clauses in the United States Constitution that talks about how the federal government calls on the militia to put down insurrections. The militia are not insurrectionists who should be armed to overthrow the government. It is the government that calls the militia. And so it's not complicated what I just said. Like this isn't, this doesn't require 80 page opinions by the Supreme Court to try to gaslight us into saying the sentence that I just read says something else. It's referring to a regulated militia. So there's one way to read it, frankly, that if you're not a militia, you shouldn't have weapons. But I could see that being, whoa, okay, that's a little extreme there, Ben. But that's probably one way to read it. The other way to read it is simply to say that there should be regulations involved in mm -hmm. this and that upon the regulations, if they are necessary to the security of a free state, shall not be infringed. And the point, though, also about security of a free state to me is important language as well because – 
We're certainly not secure in a free state when anytime we leave our homes or send our kids to school, we fear that we are going to be shot and killed in a mass shooting. So the easiest way to read this, frankly, is the exact opposite, how they read it. But let me accept for the sake of argument that and, and, and as a matter of having a common sense conversation with people, that I could embrace a view of the Second Amendment that states that people have a right to carry weapons and have a right to have guns. And as a Democrat or as a pro-democracy person or just as somebody who cares about humanity, I, I, I would say, can we, can we come up with a solution here that makes sense? Like, clearly it doesn't make sense that the United States military has a massive handbook that if you were to get the military version of the same type of weapon of war that any civilian can get, you know, the AR-15 version in the military, you have to pass tests, you have to follow a, a whole training book, you have to qualify, you have to go through a whole process right there, right? But the civilian doesn't. The civilian just gets it and they could do whatever they want. Like at that level, it just doesn't make sense also. So could we have a common sense conversation that for personal safety and protection, that there may be certain circumstances where you could have guns? Um, yeah. You know, should you have guns for hunting? Yeah. Should we encourage responsible gun ownership? I think everybody who I know who are gun owners who I talk to, they don't want people who are irresponsible gun owners to have guns. They feel very comfortable the same way a trucker feels. Like if you're driving trucks and you know how hard that is, you don't want people, you don't want me driving a truck. You know, <laughs> you know, you know that you could pass the truck test, right? If you care about it. So if you care about having certain types of weapons too, why not just qualify for it and go through a modicum of process and procedure, the same way there are for cars, the same way there are regulations in other areas to prove. Why can't we have that conversation? And then why can't we then say, okay, in school zones and these areas and all of these other things, you know, there should not be guns at all. And that there are just certain weapons of war that are meant for war. And that those are the types of weapons that shouldn't be proliferating. To me, there's a common sense conversation here that I am I can embrace where people have guns, but people use them responsibly. But there isn't a serious conversation like that. Okay. Instead, you, know, you have what happens in Texas, where anybody can just like essentially like just walk around with AR-15s. You know, like 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 with weapons of war and you can't even like question them. You can't even like call people out like you have these situations where it's so extreme that if you're watching this from other countries, you're like, what? Like, yeah. what? And, and frankly, it's not a both sides issue. So I saw like Piers Morgan posted who, and by the way, Piers Morgan like sucks up to all the MAGA Republicans. And he's like, why can't you come up with your common sense policy? It's because of the freaking people you hang out with. It's not both sides. You know, it's, it's, it's not a difficult issue. So Brett, with that background and my own rant there on the second amendment and my own views right there, 
tell us what happened in Texas. Um, because if you can't have a common sense solution with these people, this is what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, I think by now, unfortunately, we all know the tragedy that unfolded in Texas. It was at an outlet mall, outlet mall in Allen, Texas, Saturday afternoon. There was a gunman with an AR-15 style rifle who killed eight people. It was the latest in a string of shootings that we have seen in Texas and across the country. Just all these senseless murders of innocent people. And it is really just so difficult, I think, for all of us and is just traumatizing a whole generation of Americans right now that we have to witness this on a daily basis. Honestly, we're experiencing basically, I think it's more than one mass shooting per day when you add the stats up. And the gunman was uh, ID'd as this 33-year-old suspected neo-Nazi sympathizer, uh, which is, I think, saying the least I'll, I'll show you a little bit of his post. Honestly, I don't want to give this guy. I don't even think you do the post. I don't think you do. So I'll, so I'll just tell you this about him. He is a neo-Nazi. He has many posts praising Hitler. He has just some of the most disgusting, most vile memes that you've ever seen. And coincidentally, a lot of these memes and a lot of the posts and a lot of the way that this person speaks happens to be a lot of the way these people on the right wing speak online. So I think, you know, they rushed immediately to make up this conspiracy theory about the guy. You know, they tried to shift the subject and say it was uh, immigration because the guy's name is Marie. Mauricio Garcia and tried to just deny the fact that someone named Mauricio Garcia could also be a neo-Nazi or have white supremacist views when there are many cases of this. I mean, literally, we just spoke about the Oath Keepers before. We speak about the Proud Boys often on this show, and their leader was Enrique Tarrio. Uh, We've spoken about Nick Fuentes before. Nick Fuentes, the white supremacist neo-Nazi who hung out with Kanye West and Donald Trump. Yes, no, other people can have neo-Nazi views. It's not just white people, although you're kind of telling on yourself once again by being like, no, we're the only racists out here. We're we're the only ones. Um, But, you know, this guy also had a history of um, mental illness. This guy had a, a track record of making these comments on these. He was on surprise, surprise, this Russian uh, social media network where he posted some of his most vile and unhinged stuff. I believe he actually served in the U S army and was removed due to mental health concerns, mm-hmm. but he was able to buy a gun in Texas at one of these private shows. It's, it's being reported without any background check whatsoever. He got his guns. He got his weapons entirely legally. He was there in a tactical vest armed with his uh, AR-15 and also had a handgun on him as well. And he was wearing a patch of a a patch said RWDS, which stands for right wing death squad. Like he couldn't have been announcing who he was and what his beliefs were more. And that is the same sort of patch. Once again, that we saw with the proud boys, with the oath keepers, they would also wear uh, similar patches. I think I do have a picture of one of the uh, proud boys wearing the patch, but you, you, I mean, yeah, you got, you don't even, I don't want to give him attention. Yeah. But you know, one of the more disturbing things is, you know, as if the horrific, disturbing, horrible images that we saw from this were um, the loss of life, the senseless bloodshed. If that weren't enough, the immediate reaction from the Republican Party, and I'm not just saying like from fringe conspiracy theorists, I'm saying from leaders in the Republican Party and their biggest megaphones on the internet and on 
you know, frankly, not on the internet as well, immediately began spreading these conspiracy theories about the person. They continued to lie when confronted with the evidence, when shown that he had all these Nazi posts literally praising Nazis, praising Hitler, praising people who worked with Hitler, praising people who set up the camps for Hitler, like really sick and disgusting things that we should all be able to say, this is disgusting, this is abhorrent, this is wrong, and this has gone too far. They deny it and they just go, oh, this is an op, this is fake, fake, oh no, it's fake, it's fake, no, Mm. this has got to be the CIA, the CIA's in on this, isn't it, isn't it? They go immediately to the conspiracy, and then it gets amplified by big people in their movement, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people Elon like other Musk. members in Congress, people like Elon Musk, who goes, oh, concerning. Oh, yes, this is getting quite strange, isn't it? But they create a fake story in the first place. Then the data actually contradicts their story. Mm-hmm. Then they go, that's weird. That's not what I heard before. This must be an op. But you've just been lying the entire time. And it's impossible to have a rational, well-adjusted conversation somebody if you can't even acknowledge the facts that are before you. And then if the large media networks, and I'm specifically kind of looking at CNN and some of these big publications out there, if they decide, you know what we need? We need to have the people who espouse these views. We need to have them on their our network to espouse their views to a wide audience. You know what? We're, we're 60 minutes. We need to have Marjorie Taylor Greene on the air <laughs> because she shares the same exact views as all of these killers. We need to hear her perspective because we need to get both sides. That is what's so toxic. And that is what we are all fighting back against. Not just the three of us on the screen here, but all of you. And we all need to realize that we all have a megaphone, whether you have zero followers online, a million followers online, whether you have one friend, whether you have a thousand friends Mm -hmm. out there, we all have our communities, we all have our networks, and we need to be spreading the truth just in a rational fact-based way and pushing back against these lies because these lies are vicious. They have consequences. And I know you are sick of it. I know I'm sick of it, but this is really, and, and you know what you could also say to people as well, you know what? You don't have to believe me when it comes to these issues of gun control, right? I know all the politicians out there are telling you. I know everybody out there is saying that everybody should have these uh, this unfettered access to weapons, whatever weapon you want. That's what the Second Amendment says, right? All these Republican politicians, like Ben said, shall not be infringed, shall not be infringed. Well, you know what? Let me show you this uh, liberal, pinko, radical, lefter, woker, wokesist person. I don't even know. I can't even talk like them when I want. I I don't speak fascist verbi. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me me show you this wokester by the name of Ronald Reagan. And, And let's get some of Ronald Reagan's thoughts on the Second Amendment. And if he thought there were any limitations to the kind of weaponry that citizens should have. Okay. And I do not believe in taking away the right of the citizen to own guns for sporting, for hunting and so forth, or for home defense. But I do believe that an AK-47, a machine gun, is not a sporting weapon or needed for defense of a home. 
Okay, so there's radical lefty uh, Ronald Reagan, who, by the way, would be kicked out of the Republican Party in a heartbeat. They treat Reagan like they treat Romney today. That's, totally. how, that's exactly totally. how they would treat Reagan. But okay, so you, th- okay, you think uh, the, the, maybe Reagan was off that day or something. That couldn't be like just a thought that conservatives had back in the day. Well, let me show you Chief Supreme Court Justice Warren Burger. He was appointed by that fame radical lefty wokester Richard Nixon. Let me show you what this Chief Supreme Court Justice conservative had to say about the Second Amendment. If I were writing the Bill of Rights now, there wouldn't be any such thing as the Second Amendment. Which says? That uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the defense of the state, the people's rights to bear arms. This has been the subject of one of the greatest pieces of fraud, I repeat the word fraud, on the American public by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime. Now just look at those words. There are only three lines to that amendment. A well-regulated militia. If the militia, which was going to be the state army, was going to be well-regulated, why shouldn't 16 and 17 and 18 or any other age persons be regulated in the use of arms the way an automobile is regulated? And that is some rational thought. And that shows you just how far, uh, you know, how far the discourse has really shifted to the right. And that's why they try to throw out all of their arguments to try to bait you, right? They try to turn this into every other issue that it's not. They turn to immigration. They turn to mental health. By the Mm -hmm. way, while they strip funding for mental health programs in the billions of dollars. That's like the main thing that they target. They, they take away mental health funding. Then they go, I think it's a mental health problem out there. By the way, I of course we support mental health funding. We're the first people to go out and support mental health funding and all healthcare funding. But Republicans are the ones that are trying to take it away. But anyway, I'm getting around my own point. Don't get even suckered into those arguments because it is about the guns. Stop letting them shift the discourse further and further to the right. Stop legitimizing that sort of rhetoric because all it does is it takes that center, as we've talked about, it takes that center and it moves it more and more and more in that direction. And when you see those videos of Chief Justice, Chief Supreme Court Justice Warren Berger, when you see the video of Ronald Reagan, and those match also videos we've had on the show of Ronald Reagan, of George H.W. Bush, of George W. Bush, speaking about topics like immigration, you'd play those clips now for this Republican Party, and they their heads would absolutely explode. But it just shows you how radicalized they have mm-hmm. truly become and how just screwed up our discourse has become and how for far too long the media networks have legitimized this blatant shift to the right. And we need to hear continue to fight back, not with the left side of the issue or the Democratic side of the issue, but with the true side of the issue Lies are not other sides. Lies not the other. Lies are lies. Okay. <laughs> lies are lies. That's it. You guys are having an A plus plus show. I like to call it out when it's happening. I'm like the reverse of when someone's pitching pitching a perfect game. You're not supposed to say anything. I just want you guys. You guys are crushing it tonight. 
you know, I've, I've just had a lot of pent up anger <laughs> over the past few days, Jordy, because, you know, you just see the lies come in and, and we could hit on like Title 42 briefly, which is the U.S. is getting ready to lift the COVID-19 restrictions. And part of those COVID-19 restrictions was Title 42, which was first implemented under Trump in March 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was because the CDC basically said, we need to stop the flow of COVID. And if there are all these migrants coming in, it's going to spread too quickly. So we need to clamp down on immigration. That was the excuse that the CDC used, whether it was right or wrong. A lot of people think it was wrong. And a lot of people think it was used for nefarious purposes. But that was the justification for it at the time. So this is the most Republican thing ever, in my, in my opinion. Republicans have spent months and months and months rallying against the COVID emergency uh, you know, initiative that's there. They, ever, ever, they blame Biden. We need to get rid of the. We need to lift the COVID emergency. We need to lift the COVID emergency. We need to lift the COVID emergency. Finally, Biden and the CDC, they agree, okay, let's lift the COVID emergency. Uh, Republicans get their little win. Democrats join them. Uh, Biden, you know, says, okay, COVID emergency over. And then these cases, which have kind of been in the courts and stuff, Biden informs them, well, you know, as these cases proceed, because the Supreme Court was actually, the, the courts were actually blocking the lifting of Title 42 and Biden was trying to do it. But Biden was saying, you know, when the emergency powers go away, we are going to lack the uh, justification for this Title 42 program because that was a COVID emergency power. And now all of a sudden the Republicans are like, wait, what? Like, like wait, 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 wait. I, I, I'm, I'm confused now. I, I, I said lift the COVID stuff, but not the, not the immigration stuff, not realizing almost or realizing and just wanting to cause shit that these mm. two things are intrinsically linked together. So right now they're doing what they do as you approach any election, which is they're trying to create this massive immigration migrant crisis. It's the caravans times 10. You cannot go online or listen to any sort of right winger right now speak without them saying, there's an invasion. They're coming for you. They're coming for your families. And once again, we should have conversations about immigration policy. Like this is an important issue. We should have a strong border. We should figure out the best way to handle this. But you cannot have an honest conversation with flat out liars. And you just see them lying nonstop, just showing complete and total disregard for the truth. You saw uh, this post today floating around right wing media from Bernard Carrick, who is the former NYPD commissioner. This is a guy who was indicted. He's a felon. He was pardoned by Trump. And he shows this photo over here that you see on the screen of migrants coming into the United States or purportedly uh, migrants coming into the United States and saying, basically, there's an invasion. Look what Joe Biden is allowing. Only one problem, folks. This picture is from 2018. Mm -hmm. This picture was while Donald Trump was president. And this picture shows Honduran immigrants in Mexico heading to the US while Donald Trump was president. And at the same time, you have people like Kevin McCarthy and the House Republicans trying to strip away funding from the border that's in Biden's budget. You have them trying to pass their bill, which actually cuts support at the border, which actually cuts border protection agents at the border. Also, they could just scream and blame the Democrats, blame Biden, because they don't actually care about fixing the issue. They only care about using it as a political football. So once again, do we want the situation to be solved? Do we want it to be safe there? Do we want a system where people could enter this country, where people could get asylum easily, where people can become citizens easily? Yes, where there's safety at the border, where we have security? Yes. 
but we can't deal with this lies and the gaslighting, and we should not even humor these bad faith arguments that we see day in and day out because there is no arguing with stuff like that. And it's more than just lies because the Republicans under President Biden have actually gone out of their way to basically become economic like terrorists, like in their conduct. I mean, do you remember where they affirmatively try to manufacture these protests on the Canadian border and people like Ted Cruz and these other MAGA Republicans were cheering it on to try to affirmatively derail commerce so that we couldn't make a robust economic recovery because they viewed harming the country as a political win. Like all of Greg Abbott's policies as well, where he engages in these performative inspections that he doesn't even have jurisdiction over, which basically is like, okay, let's just like look at the tire pressure, but it actually has the effect of you know, like causing billions of dollars in economic damage of in, of like uh, commerce between, uh, you know, international commerce. And so like they're affirmatively trying to engage in these harmful uh, in, the, in, in this actually cause injury to our country, you know, and then you hear these stories all the time, like Devin Nunes, for example, he filed a lawsuit against uh, Esquire magazine and others basically saying that he was defamed when they published an article about his family's Iowa dairy farm where uh, Esquire magazine explained how a lot of the labor there they alleged was uh, from uh, undocumented workers that that Devin Nunes's family used and Devin Nunes sued him in a court remember a place where evidence matters. And in the discovery uh, proceedings, Esquire magazine said, okay, well, prove to us that they're documented and, and, and sh just show us who your staff is. And of course, like Nunes didn't show any sufficient evidence to support that at all, but just the bluster and bravado. And the court found, no, it was a substantially true article that Devin Nunes was utilizing undocumented workers, um, who's one of the number one kind of MAGA Republicans who rail against it. And, and, and it's this utter hypocrisy, you know, and it's, it's, it's just lie after lie after lie, a mountain of lie, a mountain of hypocrisy. And in all of the discussions that we've had today, it, the, the ultimate issue is, is that when it comes to this new version of MAGA Republicans, this Trumpian version of what the Republican Party is. As we've said, these are not conservative. Do not give them the name conservative because there's nothing conservative about them. You can't have legitimate discussions, but what do you do? Like, I am open, very open for a modern day Democratic Party um, that is the pro-democracy party that welcomes former people who are actually conservative. Come on in. Let's 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 have those debates. Let's challenge each other for how we can make the country better. To all those people who are independents, come on in. Like let's talk normal. Let's have these conversations. The people not affiliated with political parties. Yes. Come on in. Let's let's chat. To progressives, to liberals. Let's let's all have a conversation and let's figure it out and let's it's going to be hard. 
but we got to find solutions to problems. And we're, you know, you're not going to get all that you want. Sometimes the other side isn't going to get all that they want, but we could at least try to come to rational conclusions that solve problems versus create the problems. And again, you can't have the debate when these MAGA Republican family members, though, try to bait you into their debates of the fiction. You really can't even go there with them because they've got their whole alternative reality. And frankly, it, it, that's not the conversation that is the productive one. The productive conversation is actually to people who are principled. Speak to the, the conservative, the real conservative. Speak to the people who are not affiliated with political parties. That's great if you're not affiliated. I, I get it. You know, I, I, I understand. But like, let's support the pro-democracy side right now. And again, to the independents, let, let's just have rational, normal conversations with humanity, with decency, with compassion, with intelligence, with love. Like, let's focus on that and let's focus on making things normal. Like, let's focus on normalcy. You know, those are all very, very, very important things. So what you could do at home is help spread that message to share these videos, to share our YouTube channel, to make sure if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button right now. So easy. If you if you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We've got uh, a lot of memberships there. It goes a long way to help uh, build this pro-democracy network. If you become a member of our Patreon, we're putting up right now our honorary producers who join the honorary producer tier of our Patreon. But anything helps there. No pressure if you can't. You can check out store.midastouch.com. Uh, where we've got great pro-democracy gear, 100% union made, 100% made in the United States. And, you know, look, this is something that me and my brothers are, have devoted our lives to now. You know, I, I never thought that this would be the path. And there are lots of people who I see in the comments, run for office or run for office. Like, look, what we're trying to build here and what with your help on the media network, that's the goal right now. Um, there's, this is what I think is the most existential and the best use of, of, of all of our time. And so while I see it in the comments and I really appreciate the sentiments, it is so vital that we build this up, that we build the truth and we keep on growing. And you can help that by just letting people know about the Midas Touch Network, by sharing all of these videos, by making sure every day, check the new videos, play them, watch them. You support the sponsors. Um, that helps. You know, we we, we got to fund the network somehow, right? We got well the editing and all of the things. Like you got to do it. You know, and we try to find sponsors who are um, you know value aligned and 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 whose products we like. Um, so so give them a try. Um, and again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for watching. None of this is possible um, without the Midas Mighty, and we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for all of you. And every day you give us the fuel to just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. And we'll keep on fighting for our democracy with you. So thank you so much. Jordy, I'll let you take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new Indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com. 